K-pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nods. Happy birthday, Jin. Ah! <laughs> Happy birthday, Jin. I don't think I don't think I can say the thing now. I, we're no, going to have to wait until the wait. end of the episode. Um, so anyway, we're back with a bonus episode from Map of the Soul OT7 on AO3. Uh, if you remember from Jimin's episode, they were someone who reached out to us on Twitter and we told them that we weren't doing like one shots anymore. And so we would use their BTS content for their birthday episodes. So yeah, yeah, back with that. This one is Jin's and it's called Love Is Not Over. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> the summary is you and Sokjin have both achieved the dreams you talked about in college but now the only thing missing is the love neither of you forgot oh gosh I know <laughs> buckle up bitches <laughs> here we go chapter one prologue letting go you open your eyes and squinted against the bright sunlight peeking around the edges of the curtains it took you a second to recognize the feeling of his lips against the back of your neck moving downwards you giggle a bit at the ticklish sensation and turn your head. Good morning. Good morning, Sokjin said, kissing your neck one more time before he shifted so that you could turn fully on your back. Looking into his warm brown eyes, you were suddenly reminded of what today was. Your heart sank into your stomach and you held back a sigh. As he studied your face, you saw in his expression that he was thinking the same thing. I miss you already, he said softly. Tears immediately... Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> Tears immediately burned your eyes at his words and you took a deep breath, willing them to stay away. At least he wasn't there to see them. You knew seeing you cry would break his heart and you didn't want to do that to him. It's why you decided not to go to the airport with him either. Which is what none of you bitches should do. <laughs> you didn't hear about that? No. Oh, the information of his day and like where? Oh, got leaked? oh yeah, 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 that I did hear about. So that's why I was saying you bitches better not do that either. Yeah. Hey y'all, for any idol, don't do that. Don't do that. Me too, you managed to say, even though a lump was quickly forming in your throat. You turned onto your side, lifting your hand to caress his jaw. He shuffled closer, wrapping his arms around you as he pressed his forehead to yours. He closed his eyes and you inhaled quietly, trying to commit this moment and the scent of his skin to your memory. When he opened his eyes again, the love that you saw in them felt like a living thing in the room with you. I want to feel you one more time, please. Instead of answering him, you put your arms around his neck and brought his lips to yours. He slid one hand down your thigh and to your knee, bringing your leg over his waist as he pressed himself closer and you lost yourselves in each other for one last time. Chapter 2. Five years later. <laughs> Already gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> Just a couple more questions here, the interviewer said. Thank God, you thought. You'd done countless interviews over the past couple years, but they'd been especially frequent lately as new socials user base had exploded, starting to surpass the most popular social media platforms on the planet and shoving you into the spotlight. You weren't sure you'd ever be used to all this attention. Right now, you just wanted to go home and sit with a glass of wine. Vibes. Vibes. You locked gazes with Hannah, your best friend and the director of public relations for new social. Hannah! Hannah! <laughs> She, Nods has a friend named Hannah. Uh, that's why I got excited. She gave you a thumbs up and you smiled slightly at her. You had a lot of skeptics in the beginning of this. The interviewer began and you returned your attention to her. I still do, you thought. Being a black female full stack web developer who had started one of the fastest growing social media platforms in history meant nonstop criticism. Some of it warranted and most of it just plain stupid. Wow. wow. <laughs> Love that for our YN. Yeah. 
We are not YN. Now that new social has established itself so spectacularly as both a new kind of platform and also a safe space for so many marginalized voices, what do you have to say to the critics? Fuck off. I know. <laughs> I think new speaks for itself, really, you said with a slight shrug as you crossed your legs. I appreciate the constructive criticism that has come my way. The team and the platform are still growing and, I hope, improving. But to everyone else, they're in the rear view. I only have time for what's in front of us. The interviewer nodded and smiled. I love that. That's about it. Thank you. We can move on to the photo shoot. Hair and makeup should be ready for you. You stood up, shook her hand, and thanked her for the interview. Four hours later, you were finally sliding into the back of the car Hannah had arranged for the two of you and your assistant, Lily. Please tell me I don't have anything scheduled for tomorrow, you said to Lily, closing your eyes. You have a breakfast meeting, but your attendance isn't mandatory. You also have two calls before noon, but you can leave the office early afterwards. I can schedule a massage for this evening if you need it. No, but thank you. I have a ton of emails to answer. You pull out your work phone and open the email app. Sure enough, you've gotten a hundred new emails since you'd last checked it. I'm forwarding some information to you about the conference this weekend, Lily said. Please tell me they don't have an issue with my presentation, you said, looking up at her. She shook her head. No, but they've added another speaker right after you and may need you to shorten it a bit. You raised an eyebrow. There was barely enough time for the presentation right after mine in the first place. Who on earth is so important that they're squeezing them in between us at the last minute? You saw the name in the forwarded email just as Lily answered your question. Kim Sook Jin, CEO of Connect Social. It took everything in you not to drop your phone. You blinked, hoping the letters in the email would rearrange themselves into another name and Lily hadn't just said what she'd said. Hannah called your name twice before you heard her and glanced her way. She was watching you with a look of concern. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, you said, nodding. I'm just annoyed about editing the presentation again. That was the easiest lie, although the reality was that shortening the presentation by a couple of minutes wouldn't take you long at all, and you could easily hand it off to Lily if you needed to. I can handle it if you'd prefer, Lily spoke up, practically reading your mind as usual. You smiled gratefully at her, hoping you didn't look as shaky as you suddenly felt. I've got it, but thank you. As the car stopped in front of your building, Hannah turned to you. I know it's been a long day already, but do you mind if I run something by you? She asked. You wanted to say no, but curiosity got the better of you. Sure. Lily, the driver will take you home. Your assistant nodded and waved goodbye to both of you. I know you have emails to get to, Hannah said as you sat down on the couch and she sat on the one across from you. But I've been hearing some things through the grapevine that I thought I should give you a heads up about. Should I be worried? You asked, narrowing your eyes. Depends on how you look at it. This could either be a fun challenge or a pain in the ass. The curiosity had really gotten to you now. Go on. None of this is official, of course, but I've been hearing some rumors that Connect wants to buy new social. What? Yeah, supposedly some of their investors are pushing Kim to do it because they see us as legitimate threat, especially since our user base in South Korea is growing as fast as it is. You had to keep yourself from reacting when she said Sook Jin's last name, but it was a close call. You hoped she hadn't seen your face twitch involuntarily. That proved just how much she was throwing you off already, though because you should have known that, Hannah of all people would notice. Okay, tabling that conversation for a second, this is the second time in 20 minutes that you've frozen up at the mention of Connect. What's going on there? She asked. You sighed, turning your attention to the living room windows. I've just always had a feeling they try to come after the company. You wanted to tell Hannah about Sook Jin, but you weren't even sure where to begin. It was better to hold off for now, at least until you've made it through this conference. She was silent for a beat. When you met her eyes again, she didn't seem convinced, but she apparently decided to let it go. 
We can keep an eye on things. Connect has the ability to become a real threat if they want to, but this may really be just a rumor for one thing. For another, I've heard that Kim's a pretty reasonable guy. Maybe I can talk to him at the conference, see if I can get a feel for what's going on. Her words reminded you that you'd be coming face to face with him in just a couple days. Your heart seemed to be considering just giving up at the thought. I trust whatever you think is best, you said with a nod. If anyone can figure it out, it's you. She smiled. I appreciate the faith. I'll let you get to your emails. You stood up to hug her and then walked her to the front door. After she left, you stretched out on the couch and stared out the window. The sunset was gorgeous, but you were barely paying attention to it. He was on your mind and he wasn't leaving. You went back and forth about it for a few minutes, but the smart idea was to make sure the first time you saw him wasn't at a conference where you could embarrass yourself. You sat up and reached for your phone. You deleted his number a long time ago, but you knew that wouldn't be a problem when Instagram existed. Your heart was pounding in your ears when you opened up the app and typed his name into the search bar. When Kim Sook Jin appeared as a top result, you paused. It had been at least a couple of years since you'd looked him up. You wanted to more than a few times, so badly, but you knew it was better for your sanity if you just didn't. Against your better judgment, you scrolled down to the most recent three pictures. The last one was from a day ago, a selfie of him in a white hoodie beside what looked like the ocean. Your breath hitched just a little. He was just as beautiful as he'd always been. Can I actually handle this in person right now? You wondered aloud, shaking your head as you stared at it. The answer was a definite no, especially when you tapped on the next photo taken a couple of weeks ago. It looked like it was from a photo shoot, but you couldn't be sure. He was in a black blazer and a white shirt, sitting down and gazing off to the left of the camera. It took you back to photography class in college, when he'd volunteered to be the model for your final project. You didn't even realize the tears were in your eyes until your vision started to blur. The memory was crystal clear in your mind, the way his laughter had sounded when he started to feel self-conscious in front of the camera. <laughs> no one would ever know how shy he'd gotten. <sighs> All of the photos that you'd developed were stunning, and your professor loved them. You took a deep breath and blinked the tears away as you started to type a DM to him. Time skip. As you were touching up your eyeliner an hour later, your phone vibrated to announce the Uber driver was close. You double-checked your reflection in the bathroom mirror and then hurried through your apartment, turning off the lights as you went. Good evening. I have a private room reserved for two? You said to the hostess when you entered the restaurant, giving your name. Ah, yes, your dinner companion is already here, right this way. Your heart immediately kicked up again at her words. You'd arrived a few minutes ahead of the reservation, figuring you'd have time for a glass of wine and to prepare yourself for the mindfuck that seeing him would cause. But you'd just have to wing it. Get it together, you thought to yourself as you followed her down the hallway lined with soundproof sliding wooden doors. She paused in front of one and slid it open, gesturing for you to enter. I'll send the waiter soon with your drink orders. You thanked her and took what felt like your 20th deep breath for the evening and walked inside. Sokjin was standing up as you approached. You had to make a real effort to stay calm as he rose to full height and smiled at you. The navy blue sweater and dark jeans he wore fit him so perfectly that you hoped you weren't drooling as you took it all in. When you locked eyes with him, your stomach flipped. God, he was even more gorgeous now than he was in college. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said your name first in greeting, still smiling in the way that made your chest hurt. Hi, Sokjin, you said. He stepped forward and pulled you gently into a hug. As you wrapped your arms around his waist, you couldn't help closing your eyes and enjoying how familiar his touch felt. It's really good to see you, you said as you both stepped back. You too. When you were settled into your chairs, you reached for the drink menu. You already knew what you wanted, but you needed something to do with your hands. You'd planned to stroll in here and demand to know what was happening with Connect, but you were nervous. Even after all these years, he still made you so nervous. The two of you were quiet as you examined your drink menus, but you felt his gaze on you a time or two. The waiter appeared and took your orders. Sokjin broke the silence first. I was really surprised to hear from you, but it was a good surprise. 
You finally met his eyes, aware of the way your heart squeezed a bit inside your chest when you did. Yeah, I'm glad. I saw that you would be at the conference and I figured I might as well reach out and catch up. Somehow your little white lie came out smoothly. He didn't seem to suspect anything, instead offering a small smile. You're a superstar now, just like I always thought you'd be. You felt a deep... <laughs> you felt a blush creep into your cheeks and you bit your lip. Stop that. No, you deserve to hear it. Congratulations on everything. I know how badly you've always wanted it. You smiled at that. Congratulations to you, too. We both wanted all of this just as badly. I wanted to reach out to you so many times over the years to say it. I'm sorry I never did. Why didn't you? He asked, leaning back in his chair. It didn't seem appropriate. He nodded. Yeah, that's the same reason I never did. We could have stayed friends. The words were out before you could stop them. You hadn't meant to go there, but it was too late to take them back. No, I don't think we could have. At first you were confused, but before you could ask him what he meant, he spoke. There was no way I could have stayed across the world as only your friend and not wanted you and thought about you every single second of every day we weren't together. Just friends would never have been enough for me. He didn't break eye contact and the sincerity was clear. You managed to stop an audible gasp from escaping, grateful when the door opened and the waiter returned with your wine, Sokjin's whiskey, and a basket of bread. Do you regret leaving then, you asked, your voice soft. I don't regret what I've built or who I've become, but I regret not trying harder. You took a sip of your wine and closed your eyes for a second. You had to brace yourself to be as vulnerable as you were about to be with him. It had been so long since you'd been vulnerable. It had been one of the reasons you realized you didn't really love your ex, not the way you should have loved a fiancé. Vulnerability doesn't exist in your relationship with him. But Sokjin made you want to be completely open and honest, even when it was terrifying. I never stopped loving you, you finally admitted. His intake of breath was soft, but you heard it. You reached for your wine glass again, but he stopped you by catching your hand in his, resting them both on the table between you. You looked at him when he said your name. I never stopped loving you either, baby. His words felt like a shock to your system, <laughs> especially with the term of endearment. You took a deep breath and squeezed his hand in yours while you tried to figure out what to say next. Are you, he paused, looking down at your joined hands as if, as if he wasn't sure if he should continue. Is there anyone else? You hesitated at first, but decided to be completely honest. This was Sokjin. He wasn't a stranger, even after five years apart. I was engaged. I ended it about a year ago. I'm sorry. You shrugged. It was for the best. He wanted me to sell the company and focus on having a family. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. I think I held on to him for so long because my mother loved him so much. He was perfect to her. He checked all her boxes and made you feel closer to her. It didn't surprise you that Sokjin read the situation as quickly as he did. You nodded. He was a Christian and all about me being a submissive housewife. She was thrilled. Ugh. You wrinkled your nose as you said it, reaching for your wine glass and downing half of it. You deserve a hell of a lot better than that. I do, you said, meeting his gaze. I really do. And even without that, he had a lot of hurdles in his way because he wasn't you. Imagine being compared to Kim so -jin. Yeah, that is a... <laughs> you lose every time. Losing battle. <laughs> he smiled at you in a way that made you want to climb over the table and grab his face. He lifted your hand and kissed the back of it. A surge of warmth flooded you. The longer you sat here, the more it felt like he'd never left. What about you? Why hasn't some lucky woman locked down Kim Sok Jin yet? Well, you stole my line. No one I ever met compared to you. <laughs> you blushed for a second time that night, shaking your head. I don't believe that. You should because it's true. I was with someone for a couple of years, but I compared every single thing about her to you, and it didn't occur to me until it ended. Her cheating on me was probably a blessing. Whew. Wow. You stiffened. She did what? He nodded and shrugged. Yeah, and then tried to cry and apologize her way back into my life. What a bitch. I'm sorry. For the best, he said, echoing your words. 
Imagine cheating on Kim Suk Jin. God. That's embarrassing. So embarrassing. You smiled at him just as the waiter returned to take your main course orders. Of course, neither of you had even looked at the menu yet. You'd been, you'd been to the restaurant a few times, though, so you ordered one of your favorites and suggested another dish for Sokjin. He said he trusted you and ordered it. You spent the next hour catching up as you ate and drank. When you were ready for the bill, Sokjin insisted on covering it. Do you have to be at the office tomorrow, he asked as you both stood up. I don't have to go in at all. I have a breakfast meeting that's not too important and two calls I can make from home. What about you? You put your clutch on the table and you were reaching inside for your phone to check the time when you felt his hand wrap around yours. You were barely able to raise your head before he was tugging you against his chest and cupping your cheek in his hand to kiss you. You recovered from the surprise quickly, letting go of your clutch and wrapping your free arm around his waist. He didn't waste any time, urging your mouth open against his in an urgent kiss that made you moan softly. You'd mostly forgotten what it was like to kiss him after so many years, but you were pretty sure he was even better at it than he used to be. <laughs> He broke the kiss abruptly, leaving you to blink up at him and try to sort out your thoughts while he rubbed his thumb along your lower lip. Come back to my apartment with me, please, he murmured, raising his eyes from your lips to meet yours. I'd have to be stupid to say no after you kiss me like that, you breathed. He chuckled, leaning in to give you another brief kiss before he stepped back and reached for his phone inside his jacket. He didn't let go of your other hand as he called an Uber. The drive uptown to his apartment took 20 minutes, all of which were spent straddling his lap in the backseat of the <laughs> SUV. Valid. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Fuck, he said when he broke the kiss and moved your lips down his jaw to his neck. You're going to make me do some very bad things to you in this backseat if you don't stop. His words were turned into a groan when he moved. When you moved the collar of his shirt aside and nipped at his neck. Do whatever you want to, Sokjin, you said into his ear. His hands tightened on your waist as the SUV stopped. I'm about to take full advantage of that permission you just gave me when I get you into my bed. You giggled when he practically carried you out of the SUV in his rush to get to the building, thanking a very confused driver after he opened the door for you. <laughs> in the elevator, he put his card into the penthouse slot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Woo! <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then turned around to face you as it started to ascend. Before you could blink, he had your back pressed against the elevator wall. Suction, there are cameras in here, you gasped, clinging to his biceps as he started kissing down your neck and sliding his hand up the side of your thigh and under your skirt. Didn't you tell me once that you wanted us to make a movie? He said against your neck, making you blush yet again. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I was young, and that would have been a stupid thing to do, you said, biting down hard on your lip when he pressed himself closer to you, and you felt how hard he already was. He lifted his head to look down at you. We have time for me to talk you into that later. You laughed. The elevator door slid open, and he lifted you into his arms. You only had a few seconds to take in how gorgeous his penthouse was before he was turning down the hallway to his bedroom. As nice as it would have been to take things slow because it had been so long and you'd missed each other, you ended up just tearing clothes off and tossing them around the room. He was a lot more vocal than you remember him being, whispering the dirtiest things in your ears as he licked and kissed every inch of your skin he could reach. It surprised you, but you loved it. You loved the way the two of you immediately fell into a rhythm, as if it hadn't been years you'd coaxed moans and gasps from each other. It didn't take him long to remember what you liked and to figure out new ways to make you cry out repeatedly and grip the sheets. Afterwards, you wrapped your arms around each other and passed out. Time skip. You woke up to the sound of Sukjin's voice. What a way to wake up. As you turned over onto your back and rubbed your eyes, you realized he was on the phone in the bathroom. You hadn't practiced your Korean in a long time, but you recognized enough to know that he was speaking to his brother. You sat up just as he ended the call and walked back into the bedroom. He was freshly showered, his long hair damp and hanging over his forehead. Your eyes drifted from his face and down his muscled torso to stop at the towel around his waist and back up again. He was grinning now, completely enjoying the fact that you were checking him out. <laughs> Good morning. 
Good morning, you said, tilting your head at him. You showered without me. He chuckled and came over to sit on the edge of the bed. I'm sorry, he said as he slid closer and he put an arm around your waist. I'm still kind of jet lagged, so I got up early and went to the gym. Wow. Of course. He leaned in to kiss you and you put one hand on the back of his head, stroking the wet hair at the base of his neck. Your other hand slid down his chest and stomach. He groaned against your lips and caught your hand in his. Are you going to the meeting today? He asked, pulling back to see your face. No, you glance at the clock beside his bed. I have an hour before an important call, though. Do you mind if I work from here? Are you kidding? He said with a laugh. I don't even want you to get out of my bed. You laughed, too, kissing him again. You lay back on the bed and pulled him down to you. By the time you had escaped from him to get into the shower, you only had 15 minutes before you needed to be on your call. <laughs> when you emerged, he was in a t-shirt and jeans, sitting on the bed and typing on his phone. I took a shirt out for you, he said, picking up the folded shirt beside him and handing it to you. Thanks, you said, dropping the towel wrapped around you while you stood in front of him. He looked from his phone at the fabric crumpled on the floor and then up to you. You smirked as you took your sweet time putting on the long sleeve black t-shirt as he watched. When you were done, his pained expression made you laugh. You're evil, he said with a groan. <laughs> you grinned. Oops. He stood up and you backed away a step. He tossed his phone onto the bed and bent his finger to you, indicating you should come closer. I have to work, you said, pointing at the clock as he picked your bag up from where you dropped it the night before. You started backing towards the bedroom door while he continued to watch you like he was waiting to pounce. You made it into the hallway before his arm slid around your waist, making you shriek in surprise. He pulled your back to his chest, bringing his lips to your ear. You like to tease me, and that's okay, but just remember that when you get off the phone, I'll have to get my revenge. <laughs> you fought back a smile. Oh, that sounds so terrible. He laughed and let you go. I guess you'll find out. You wanted to keep messing with him, but you were officially late for this call. Thankfully, your phone was still partly charged from the night before. As you sat on a couch and waited for the conference call to connect, you were able to take in how incredible the view of the surrounding city was from the floor to the ceiling windows. You could only imagine how much money Sukjin had spent on this place. You glanced to your right as he came from the hallway and crossed the living room to the kitchen. During your call, you smelled pancakes and couldn't help smiling to yourself. He remembered that they were your favorite breakfast food. After ending the call, you sent Lily an email to let her know you'd be unavailable for a few hours unless it was urgent and then joined Sukjin at the kitchen island. Of course he remembered. I know. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he? You made chocolate chip pancakes for me? You asked, putting your arms around his waist from behind. Thank you. Anything for you. You let him go and he turned his head to give you a kiss before you sat down beside him. Where did you learn to make these? They're amazing. You pushed your empty plate aside and reached for your second mug of coffee. I took a couple of cooking classes when I was bored. You raised an eyebrow. You've had time to be bored? <laughs> he grinned. Yes, before the company took off, I had some days where I needed to keep myself occupied or else I would quit. Ah, you nodded in understanding. I had those moments too. We all do. He started clearing the plates, waving you away when you tried to help. You stood up from the island as he turned off the sink and returned to you. Back to sleep, you asked as he slipped his arms around your waist. No, he replied with a grin. I have a better idea. The glint in his eyes said it all. You didn't even have to ask what he was thinking. Before you could answer, he picked you up and put you on top of the island. Suck Jin, you said with a laugh. This is unsanitary. <laughs> Anytime you want me to stop, just say the word. He put one hand on your lower back to bring you a little closer to him, his other hand resting on your thigh. He started to trail kisses down your jaw and you put your arms around his neck. Sukjin, you started to protest, but it turned into a gasp and a curse when his hand slid off your thigh and went between your legs. That doesn't sound like stop to me, he mused, <laughs> lifting his head to meet your gaze with a smirk. 
Sokjin? Yes, baby? Shut up, you said, lifting your hands <laughs> to cradle his face. He laughed, letting you guide his lips to yours. Yes, ma'am. And that's the end of this chapter. <laughs> the thing is, I'm not, like, attracted to Jin in that way. Yeah, I me see neither. Him, I see him more as, like, a... Like a sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But all of this seems correct. All of this seems right. In the yeah. idea of a relationship with Jin. Yeah. Chapter 3. You eventually returned to your own apartment that afternoon, even though you really wanted nothing more than to stay with Sokjin for the entire day. But he had meetings scheduled at work, and you both needed to work on your presentations before the first day of the conference tomorrow. Plus, you did need to put on some clean clothes. You took another shower and then settled down to review your presentation. A text alert came in on your phone around dinner time. Sokjin, I miss you. You, then come over. Sokjin, I'm still putting the presentation together. You, putting it together? You're presenting tomorrow. Sokjin, I work better under pressure. You, well, after you've stressed yourself out, you can come over here and I can give you a massage. Sokjin, only a massage? You, if you're good, you might get a happy ending. Sokjin, fuck this presentation, I'm coming over to see you. <laughs> you, lol, no you're not, get it done, I'll see you in the morning. As you were about to put your phone aside, it lit up with a phone call. We're not having phone sex tonight, you said when you answered. <laughs> he laughed and you smiled. His laugh was one of your favorite things about him. I wasn't calling you to have phone sex, but I'm taking note of the fact that you said tonight, which means it could happen another night. <laughs> you rolled your eyes. As you were about to respond, you heard another man's voice in the background say something in Korean. Good lord. <laughs> that would terrify me. Yeah. <laughs> My jerk of a younger brother says hi, and that we should stop acting like horny teenagers. <laughs> I didn't know Nam June was there. <gasps> hi, June. <laughs> <laughs> decimated I'm decimated yeah he flew in earlier today he'll be there tomorrow too he said something in Korean then which you assumed was him telling Namjoon you said hello are you going to the opening keynote you asked yawning as you finished your question yeah the speaker is a friend of mine so I want to show my support I won't keep you up you sound tired I am you admitted glancing at the clock it's been a long week get some sleep I'll see you tomorrow after you hung up you ate some leftovers from your fridge and then went to bed time skip Saturday morning seemed to fly by. You text back and forth with Sokjin whenever you had a free minute. You were attending a few panels before your presentation in the afternoon, and so was he, but he was also participating in a couple of panels, so he was busy. You'd already told him that you'd interact. It was best if no one knew your history or what was going on between the two of you, not that you even knew what that was yet. At the end of the day, your companies were major competitors and this was business. That didn't stop your stomach from fluttering when you walked out onto the stage for your presentation to see him and Namjoon seated in the front row. Sukjin grinned at you and winked, making the fluttering go to overdrive. You took a deep breath and hoped there was no reaction on your face. Hannah and Hosok, your CTO, were seated just a few chairs down from the row. Your two best friends were annoyingly astute, and you didn't need them noticing you staring at Sukjin. Neither of them knew about your history with him, and you weren't ready for that conversation. Oh my gosh. Oh, Hobie. Shoving it out of your mind and keeping your gaze away from the unfair distraction that was Sokjin in a black button-down shirt and matching slacks, you began your presentation as the applause died down. True. Yeah. <laughs> All black bangtan? Sorry, but stop. <laughs> Don't ask me the color of anything. <laughs> You'd been a bit nervous about doing it, but as 
But as soon as you said your last sentence and the applause began again, you knew you'd nailed it. Hannah gave you two thumbs up and Hosuk was smiling as he clapped. Your eyes went automatically to Sokjin next, who was grinning so hard it made you grin back. His presentation was next, but it was in another room in the convention center, and you had to talk to one of the staff members before you headed over there. When you'd finished your conversation and looked out to the main room again, he and Namjoon were already gone. You took out your phone and saw two missed texts. Sokjin, you are incredible. Had to run and prep for my presentation, but I'm so proud of you, baby. His words made you smile so hard that you were sure your cheeks would start hurting. As you replied to him, you heard Hosok say your name. When you looked up, he and Hannah were approaching. What has you smiling like that over there? Hosok <laughs> asked, eyebrow raised. You locked your phone and dropped it into your bag. Nothing, you said with a shrug. He narrowed his eyes at you. Is there a man in your life I don't know about? Don't you start, you said, shaking your head. That was a no, he noted, glancing at Hannah. I can't lie, I'm curious too, she said, which made you sigh. But first, congratulations. The presentation was great. Thank you, friend, you said to her, shooting Hosuk a glare. He smirked and put his arm around your shoulders. If you'd answer my questions, I wouldn't be so suspicious. But congratulations, she's right. It was awesome. Thank you. You glanced down at your watch. Are you guys going to the AI presentation next? Actually, I was thinking about going to Kim's presentation. I might be able to get in a few minutes with him afterwards and try to figure out this rumor, Hannah said. Your eyes immediately met hers. You tried to keep your expression neutral as possible while you formed your next sentence. I was thinking of checking his presentation out for the same reason. Perfect. We can tag team, she said with a grin, which made you laugh. Sorry, ladies, but AI sounds way more fun to me, Hosuk said as the three of you walked out into the hallway. Meet us in the lobby afterwards, you said. He nodded and waved to you as he left. The event hall was packed when you reached it, an almost standing room only capacity. Hannah grabbed your arm and tugged you to the left, managing to get you two seats together as the room continued to fill up. You know, he played this smart, Hannah commented as she looked around the room. While her attention was elsewhere, you snuck a quick text to Sokjin. You. Good luck. Kissing emoji. Sokjin. Thank you. Smiley. Played what smart, you asked as you put your phone away. Agreeing to do this speech after not attending any American tech events in person for the last few years? Everyone's curiosity is piqued, so the room is full. You nodded, smiling to yourself. Knowing him, he was well aware of that. I see what you mean. The room began to quiet down and you looked up to see one of the organizers of the conference walking out towards the microphone. After a short speech about Connect Social and Sokjin's accomplishments as its founder and CEO, she introduced him. He appeared from backstage, confidence obvious in every step he took. His presentation was about information security, especially as it pertained to social media. One of the reasons that Connect had taken off overseas the way it had was because of the users trusted the transparent privacy policy. The platform promised to never reveal information about its users unless it was a legal issue and it never sold user information to third-party companies for marketing for any other reason. We're always on a mission to improve our security and reach more users, which leads me to an exciting announcement about Connect. He grinned as he continued. As many of you already know, although Seoul is in my heart, New York City is my second home. I spent a decade of my life here. That's why when the time came to decide where we would expand next, New York City was a no-brainer for our second headquarters. We want to bring new social media experience to North America. The room burst into applause and you felt your heart free fall into your stomach. You look over at Hannah, whose jaw was clenched as she met your gaze. Asshole, she hissed. She reached her her phone and began typing. This doesn't mean the rumors are true, your inner voice attempted to stop the panic you now felt creeping into your chest. I need some air, you managed to say to Hannah. Before you could stand, she rested her hand on your shoulder. Are you okay? She asked. I'll be fine. You said with a nod, touching her hand briefly with yours. You stood up and quickly made your way to the exit, taking your phone out as you went. You, meet me in Executive Lounge A upstairs. 
Knowing that he'd probably be swarmed with people immediately after he got off stage, it gave you a good amount of time to try and compose yourself. You got yourself a cup of water from the cooler in the hall and then went to the courtyard. Sitting on a bench in the sun, your mind was racing. By the time your phone vibrated with a new text, the disappointment and near panic you'd felt dissolved into anger. Sokjin. Eyes emoji. I'll be there in ten. You tossed your cup and headed back into the convention center. The halls were crowded with attendees who were leaving the presentation, so it took you some time to get to the elevator and up to the floor reserved for speakers and conference VIPs. You'd assumed that he would make sure the room was empty for the two of you, although you wanted the privacy for a different reason than he probably did. Sure enough, when you opened the door, he was the only one there. He was lounging on one of the couches, phone in hand, with one leg crossed and bent over the other. He looked up as you closed the door behind you, flashing you with a stunning smile that almost made you forget why you were here. He stood up and put his phone into his back pocket, approaching you so quickly that it caught you off guard. You were so brilliant today, he murmured, resting his forehead against yours and putting his arms around your waist. You closed your eyes for a second, trying to gather your courage while his scent and the warmth of him overwhelmed you. You replayed his announcement in your head and the anger resurfaced. Resting your hands on his chest, you looked up at him just as he leaned in to kiss you. Sok Jin, you said, making him pause. Before he could answer, you continued. Did you come back to New York to try and buy out my company? Under your palms, his body tensed. He was speechless for a moment, lifting his head from yours to search your eyes. Where the hell is that coming from? He asked, releasing you and stepping back. You were grateful for the distance. You needed it if you were going to have this conversation with a clear head. Someone told me that rumors have been floating around about you wanting to take over. Is it true? He shook his head, his brow furrowed. No, it's not. Why didn't you mention this move to New York before? Because I only just got the emails this morning that we were cleared for the location. A lot of people don't even want this move happening. Announcing it here was a last-minute decision. You stared at him, trying your best to read his expression. Every bit of you wanted to believe him, but it was hard. It just seems like odd timing with these rumors, Sokjin, you admitted. He sighed and shook his head. I can't believe after what we used to be and everything the two of us went through to get where we are that you think I'd try to take your entire life from you. It took all of your self-control to keep from flinching. His words were so accurate. He did know better than anyone what your success meant to you, just like you know, knew what his meant for him. You'd know I'd do anything to protect it from anyone. You replied, not breaking eye contact. He nodded. Yeah, I do, but you're trying to protect it and trying to protect yourself from the wrong fucking person. You can't exactly blame me. It's been a long time since we've known each other. A lot has changed. Maybe a lot has changed, but you obviously still don't trust very easily. You narrowed your eyes at him. His words had hit a mark, but you weren't about to admit that. Like I said, I'll do anything to protect my company. Call it whatever you want. He closed his eyes and tilted his head slightly as if he was trying to hold on to his control. I need to go before I say something I'll regret. His eyes were still closed as he spoke. Go ahead. You're good at leaving. When his, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when his eyes opened, you saw it. He was pissed. He held your gaze for several long seconds, and then he moved towards the door. You stepped aside and didn't look back until it closed quietly behind you. Now, I established at the beginning of this fic that we are not YN, but Correct. given that this is still a YN story, I have to say, Sokjin was establishing a very clear boundary and trying to re-regulate his emotions. Mm -hmm. And that dig was unnecessary. <laughs> Understandable, but unnecessary. Yeah. Time skip. Hannah and Hosok wanted to go out to dinner after the conference, but you knew you'd all end up discussing Connect and what it meant for the company. You wanted to forget that for a night. You were even contemplating not attending the second day of the conference at all. Are you sure you're okay? Hannah asked. Yeah, he said into the phone as you walked into your apartment. I just need to think this whole thing over. 
It's still a rumor. We have more than enough time to plan. I couldn't get to Kim after his speech, but I've got people keeping an ear out for anything solid. You can just get drunk tonight and we'll handle it on Monday. Tempting, but I'm just not in the mood. Okay, but call if you need anything. Hosok says drinks are on him next time. Are you coming to the conference tomorrow? You smiled. Thank him for me. No, one day of conferencing is about enough for me. I'm going to do some work. Okay, boss. See you Monday. After eating and taking a shower, you were prepared to call it an early night. As you were washing the dishes, you remembered the bottle of rum you had stashed away. It couldn't hurt to have a glass and try to shut your brain up. Sokjin hadn't left your thoughts since your argument. You turned out the lights in the living room and sat on the couch with your rum and coke, watching the city through the windows. On the coffee table, your phone lit up. You'd put it on silent in preparation for going to bed. You leaned forward and picked it up. It was a South Korean number you didn't recognize, but something told you to pick up. Hello? Good, I was hoping you'd answer, a familiar voice replied. Namjoon? <laughs> and that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> chapter 4 when you got out of the car the next morning in front of the address that Namjoon had given you, he was waiting outside the building. Just like his older brother, he was tall and beautiful, with confidence practically radiating from him. He met your gaze and grinned as you walked over, opening his arms for a hug. You couldn't help but smile back as you hugged him. He kissed your cheek and then let you go. It's good to see you, June. You too. I was hoping to see you yesterday, but you and Jin royally fucked that up. <laughs> you laughed and then flinched. Yeah, I guess we did. His dimples flashed as he smiled again and held out his arm for you to take. Are you going to explain why you asked me to meet you here? Isn't this building empty? You gestured to the for sale ads that were plastered in the building's double glass doors. He nodded. It is. He said he held up a set of keys. My realtor just came by and unlocked the building so I can check out a couple of the apartments. He'll be back in a half an hour. You raised an eyebrow at him as the two of you walked inside. And why did you bring me along for this? A few reasons. My schedule is really tight while I'm here. I need to surprise my fiancé with a place before we move, and aside from just wanting to see you, we need to talk. He pressed the button for the elevator. Well, first of all, congratulations, and I can't wait to meet the woman who locked down Kim Namjoon. He smirked. Thank you. It wasn't exactly hard to do, though. She's a goddess. And second? Second, I'm not letting you defend your brother. He needs to talk to me himself. Inside the elevator, he pressed the button for the 20th floor and then turned to you. Trust me, I'm not going to defend him. He's being an idiot, but so are you. <laughs> it didn't surprise you that he knew. He and Sokjin always told each other everything. What? He chuckled. You heard me. You resist the urge to stomp your foot like a child. It's complicated. I'm not being an idiot. He said your name inside, leading the way out of the elevator and down the hall. I don't think so. It's simple. You know him better than what you're accusing of him trying to do. You glanced around, noticing that there were only four apartments on the entire floor. You saw why when Namjoon unlocked one, and you followed him inside. The space was massive, nearly as big as Sokjin's penthouse. He'd said last night on the phone that he was the creative director at one of the biggest media companies in Seoul, so you shouldn't have been surprised. I knew Sokjin in college. We're both older, more experienced, and we're entrepreneurs now. Our priorities are different. I don't actually know what this Sokjin is capable of. When it comes to you, yes you do, he said, inspecting each room as the two of you walked to the apartment. He'd never do anything to hurt you, and I think you know that. You wouldn't have gone to dinner with him if you didn't. In fact, he'd probably given up his entire company if you asked him to, and that's not an exaggeration. It sounds like one, you murmured, although most of you knew he was right. Namjoon gave you a look as though he knew exactly what you were thinking. You broke eye contact and focused on the dark wooden flooring in the guest bedroom. I love these floors, you mused. 
I do want your opinion on the place, but don't change the subject, he said, sliding the closet door open to look inside. The two of you need to sit down and talk about all the things neither of you ever said before he moved to Seoul. Trust me, I think you'll both feel better. We said everything we needed to say. Namjoon rolled his eyes as he headed back into the hallway. He stopped abruptly, nearly making you bump into his back. He turned around and stared at you for a minute and then sighed. He'll kill me if he knows I told you this, but you need to hear it. Sokjin was miserable for the first months in Seoul. He threw himself into doing an internship, and I know he loved what he was doing, but outside of it, he was really hurting. Just the thought of it was hard to stomach. You'd wondered how he did. You'd wondered if he'd also felt as he'd been torn in half the way you did, but he never reached out, so you never tried either. He started to heal a bit, and then the company started taking off. He dated, which I know he told you. He was happy for a while, but then I'll never forget when we were in LA and one of your interviews came on TV. He looked like someone had punched him in the chest. He tried to deny when I asked him about it, but I knew he was still in love with you. He told me that, you admitted, that he'd never stopped. Namjoon nodded, and I bet you never stopped loving him either. You looked away and then shook your head. Talk to him. With that, he turned and continued exploring the apartment. Does he know you're with me right now? You asked as you looked around the kitchen. No. But I'll tell him later so I can get the thank you I deserve when you two get your shit together and get engaged. <laughs> you laughed. God, the two of you are always so alike. He grimaced, pretending to be offended. Sokjin has the ego a size of the city. I'm much more humble. <laughs> you snorted. Sure, Namjoon. He winked and put his arm around you. Check out the next apartment with me and then promise me you'll talk to my brother. You smiled. Okay. Time skip. After leaving Namjoon, you ran some errands and then went back home to catch up on work. In the late afternoon, he texted you that he and Sook Jin were attending the ending keynote at the conference. You. Thanks, June. Let me know where to meet you. Nam June. East entrance. An hour later, you were standing outside the convention center. You were nervous yet again, which also made you feel ridiculous. You saw Nam June first, smiling at something Sook Jin was saying to him as they exited the double doors in the middle of the sea of people. He spotted you and nudged Sook Jin, who followed his brother's gaze. Sokjin's expression went from surprise to confusion and then to wariness. They stopped in front of you and you couldn't help but notice how strikingly beautiful the brothers were. It really just wasn't fair. <laughs> it's not. No. Hi, you said, offering Sokjin a smile. Namjoon smirked and glanced at Sokjin, who seemed at a loss for words. He rolled his eyes and said something to Sokjin in Korean, which made the older one shoot him a glare. Namjoon laughed. Sorry, I just... Sokjin paused, searching for the words. I thought you were angry with me. Well... I guess we were angry at each other. Are? <laughs> Namjoon snorted. My eloquent young, I'm going to leave you two to talk. <laughs> Wait, did you plan this? Sokjin asked, looking at Namjoon. <laughs> yep, Namjoon replied. <laughs> Sokjin opened his mouth to say something and then seemed to think better of it, shaking his head. Namjoon just grinned, gave you a hug, slapped Sokjin affectionately on the shoulder, and left. <laughs> oh my god. There's a lot to talk about, you admitted, but can we forget about it for a couple of hours? I wanted to take you somewhere. He was quiet again for a few seconds, and then he gave you a small smile and nodded. Okay, lead the way. You hesitated about whether to do it with the slight weirdness sitting between you, but you took your own advice about forgetting and reached for his hand. He threaded his fingers through yours, and it was like a jolt of warmth spread through your veins. You could have called a car to take you, but it was a nice early spring evening and you were sure that Sokjin hadn't been on the subway since before he moved. The two of you were quiet as you walked to the train station. You bought a metro card and then hurried to catch the train just before it left. This hasn't changed at all, Sokjin said, looking around as the two of you sat down. It's still as smelly and German-fested as ever, he replied. He chuckled. It is, but it brings back memories, you smiled. Being broke college students struggling to get a degree? <laughs> 
He nodded, his smile fond. Yeah, I learned a lot at that age. Me too. I never thought I would have made it. I wanted to quit so many times. You looked up at him when he put his hand on your thigh. But you didn't. You were part of the reason for that. It was all you. You shook your head. No, that isn't true. We held each other up, Sokjin. A pained expression crossed his face for a moment. He shifted his gaze to the route map above the seats across from you, squeezing your thigh briefly. There were a lot of times when the only thing that made everything okay was getting to hold you at night, he said. He was already looking at you when your eyes flew to his. The words seemed to crawl inside your chest and burn in pain and beauty at once. Sokjin, he said softly. He leaned forward and claimed your lips with his in a brief, sweet kiss. You brought your hand to his face, stroking his cheekbone lightly with your thumb as you pulled back. We're going to miss our stop and end up in Queens if you don't quit distracting me, he murmured. <laughs> he smirked. I'm not sorry. You laughed, bumping his nose playfully with yours as you dropped your hand and stood up. He followed you off the train and into the madness that was the Times Square 42 Street Station. He hadn't asked you where you were taking him, which didn't surprise you. He'd always loved surprises, and you were glad that he hadn't changed. You found yourself reaching for his hand again as the two of you moved through the crowds. Twenty minutes later, as you turned the corner and approached the cafe you were heading for, you saw recognition on Sukjin's face. He smiled and squeezed your hand in his. I know where we're going. You grinned. Yeah? I had a feeling when we got off at Union Square, but now I'm positive. You both stopped at the same time in front of the little cafe where you, Sokjin, Namjoon, and your college friends had spent countless hours, especially during finals when you needed a break from camping out in the library. I miss this place, Sokjin said as he followed you inside. Me too. This is my first time back here in a really long time. To the left of the door, a few people waited in line at the counter where they could order snacks and drinks. On the right, there were tables and benches beside a wall of shelves lined with various card and board games. I'll get us food and drinks. Grab a table? You asked. No, you're not paying, he said, his brow furrowing. <laughs> you rolled your eyes. This is my treat. Please sit, Sokjin. He hesitated as if he wanted to argue and then seemed to think better of it. Okay, I'll have a... a Stella? You finished for him. He smiled. Of course you remember. Of course, you said, sticking your tongue out at him. You realized when you got to the counter that you'd forgotten to ask him what snacks he wanted, but you knew he wasn't picky, so you got two soft pretzels and some gummy bears, knowing how much he loved candy. When he reached the table, Sokjin had taken his suit jacket off and folded it neatly on the bench. You sat down on the bench on the other side of the table and tried not to stare at how good he looked standing in front of the shelves of games, his button-down shirt rolled up to his elbows. Why are you laughing? Because I was over on the bench. <laughs> Scrabble, you said when he looked your way. He laughed. That's what I thought. Get ready for me to beat you. It's not a fair game, he said as he sat down with the box. I'm not a native English speaker. You scoffed. You have a better English vocabulary than most native speakers I've met. He grinned. I know I'm brilliant, but <laughs> you threw a gummy bear at his face and he barely dodged it laughing. I hate this game, he said an hour later, pouting as you landed on a triple word score for the second time in a row. Aw, poor baby, you said, giggling when he pretended to glare at you. You were just winning. You were just winning a few minutes ago. Get it together, Kim. He huffed and reached for his tie, loosening it entirely and then unbuttoning the top two buttons on his shirt. <laughs> he didn't realize that you were staring at his partially exposed collarbones until he chuckled and you raised your eyes to meet his. I think you might need to get it together if you want to hold on to your lead, he said, his voice so low that it sent tingles down your spine. You reached for your glass and finished your beer, wishing it was stronger. As if he could read your mind, Sokjin smirked and returned his attention to the game. Ha! you exclaimed, writing down your final scores. Look who bounced back, and without cheating. It's not my fault you can't keep your eyes off me. 
he said as he started picking the letters up, making you shake your head. Congratulations, Scrabble champion. Why, thank you. When everything was back on the box, he stood up to replace it on the shelf. Are you up for dinner? He asked. I'm hungry again. Yeah, we can pick up something around here and then go to my apartment if you want to come over. That sounds good. Your conversation as he picked up dinner and got on the train was still light and easy, but you were nervous for the second time that night by the time you unlocked your front door. The two of you couldn't ignore the hard conversation forever. Although talking to Namjoon had helped a bit and you'd love spending the afternoon with Sokjin, you had some anger left to resolve. And, you had to admit, you still weren't convinced that you could trust him. I knew your place would be beautiful, he said. You led him to the kitchen and he put bags of food onto the islands as you wash, as you washed your hands. Thanks, I just moved in a few months ago. I fell in love as soon as I saw it. I used to dream about living in Manhattan one day. He smiled as you stepped away from the sink so he could wash his hands. I remember, you wanted a brownstone. I'm still saving for that. <laughs> You'll do it. I hope so. You were turning to get a bottle of wine from the fridge when he stopped you with a hand on your wrist. You will. You've made so many dreams come true already. You'll make that one happen too. Just like that, tears were suddenly threatening. He'd said similar things to you so many times when you were together. You blinked and glanced away. Thank you, you murmured. He lifted your hand and kissed the back of it, then picked up his takeout container. You settled down at the table with glasses of wine and ate in silence, but it wasn't uncomfortable, even though you wondered if he was sensing the pressure of the conversation to come the way you were. You got your answer to the unspoken question when he set down his fork and pushed his empty container away. When he said your name and you looked up at him, the serious expression on his face made your heart pick up speed. You took a careful sip of your wine, wondering where to begin. It really, really hurt when you told me you thought I'd come here to try and take over your company. You took a deep breath and steeled yourself. I know it did. The hurt in his eyes had been as clear as it still was now. Why do you think I'd do that to you? You closed your eyes for a second. When you reopened them, he hadn't shifted his gaze from your face. There were rumors. My PR director told me, and I panicked. Honestly, that's one of the reasons I reached out to you last week. I wanted to confront you. But then walking into that restaurant and seeing you there, I couldn't do it. All my feelings for you came back. I started to think I was just being silly and paranoid until you made the announcement yesterday. He opened his mouth to reply, but you held up a hand, pleading with your eyes for him to let you continue. He hesitated, but then nodded. I've put everything into this, Sokjin. You know what that feels like. I don't even need to ask you that. After you left, I moved out of my mother's house and I felt like I could finally breathe. But at the same time, not having you anymore, you inhaled again. Surprised that the memory of heartbreak still felt so fresh. That was fucking painful. I felt so alone. I started building the website whenever I had some free time. It was the only thing that kept me sane. You laughed without any real humor, taking another sip of wine. Trust me, I've considered therapy for the unhealthy attachment I have to my business, but it's... It's everything, he said, nodding. I know. Yeah. I'll admit some of my investors have mentioned it. They do see your company as a threat, but I've shut them down a couple of times and no one's brought it up again since. I didn't know any rumors were still floating around. Why didn't you mention that when we first had dinner? I should have. I let my emotions take control, I guess. He drained the rest of his wine and slid the empty glass across the table. But even with the rumors, that still doesn't explain why you don't trust me. You know me better than that. I guess it doesn't. I don't trust you because it was so easy for you to leave. The silence after you spoke was deafening. Are you kidding me? He asked. He shook his head, shifting his eyes to the wall across from him. It wasn't fucking easy for me to move back to Seoul. Then why did you, you paused, swallowing against the lump building in your throat, why did you leave me? How could you leave me knowing I didn't have anyone else? He sighed, closing his eyes. 
When he was quiet for too long, you felt anger begin chipping away at your sadness. Sokjin, you nearly snapped. I was scared, he said finally, leaning forward to rest his elbows on the table and rub his eyes. His hand slid upward into his hair. From where you sat adjacent to him, most of his face was now hidden from your view. I was so fucking scared of how much I loved you. Your eyes widened a bit. What? He dropped his hands to the table and looked at you. His gaze was sad, but somehow still warm. Even when we talked about it over and over, you said you wanted me to take the internship, and you understood because you'd take an opportunity like that if you could. Most of me wanted to turn it down and stay here, for you. I would have given it all up for you, and that terrified me. I would never have asked you to do that, and I think that if you asked me to, I still might have left. I would have run. You nodded. Yeah, I don't think either of us were ready for what we had, honestly. It was a lot, and we were young. It consumed me. There were so many nights after I left when I just didn't sleep. I would just work all night. Namjoon told me some of it. He kept telling me I'd end up in a hospital if I didn't take better care of myself. But the way I saw it, I had to at least succeed. Namjoon and I still couldn't depend on our parents to be any kind of support system, so he and I only had each other. If I could be dumb enough to run away from you, I had to at least reach my goals. So maybe even if you hated me, you would still be proud. You felt the tears sitting in your eyes now. Sukjin, that's so stupid. He snorted in response. Yeah, I was pretty fucking stupid. We're even now. It was pretty fucking stupid of me to accuse you as soon as you came back into my life. I get it, though. I should have mentioned the plans for the new headquarters that first night, or at least that my investors asked me about trying to buy the company. I also could have just approached the subject like an adult. It all would have been out in the open before now. You're always so hard on yourself, he said, reaching for your hand. You took his hand, lowering it to your lap in both of yours. I'm still terrible at trusting people, and I'm too hard on myself. So why are you trying this again? He chuckled. Even if I wasn't bringing the company to New York, I was planning to move back here for you. You froze in surprise. Are you serious? Yes. It shocked the hell out of me when you sent me that message the other night. I just bought my apartment earlier this year when I visited for work. The idea for headquarters started coming together after that, and then I made a last-minute decision to attend the conference. I didn't even know you were on the lineup until the other day. I was hoping you'd talk to me there, though. If not, I was definitely going to do some light stalking. Maybe show up in your office lobby. <laughs> You laughed. I've never believed in much fate, but I think that's what this might be if it exists. We have a lot to work on, but my answer is yes. He raised an eyebrow. You don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you let go of his hand to stand up and sit in his lap instead. Yes, I do. And we're doing this. I'm not letting you go again. We'll work on whatever we need to, but promise me you won't run away to the other side of the world again. He grinned, lifting his hand to stroke your jaw with his thumb. If you promise to tell me everything that's going on in that beautiful head of yours, don't hide how you feel from me ever. You nodded. Promise. Me too. Now can we please stop talking? You look really good in this suit and I've been dying to get you out of it all night. <laughs> Thank God we're on the same page, he said, pushing his chair back and lifting you into his arms so fast that you squealed and then started laughing. Chapter 5. Epilogue. Holding on. You're dating who? Hosuk <laughs> demanded. You couldn't help but laugh at the looks on your best friend's faces across the kitchen table. You'd invited them over for a dinner to reveal your secret. There's no way we heard that right. Is that why you told me to abandon the PR plan in case Connect offered to buy the company? Oh my god, he's not trying to seduce you and then steal, <laughs> Hannah started. You started laughing again, interrupting her as you waved your hand to stop her. No, Jesus, Hannah. He is not seducing me so he can get to the company. We dated in college. Remember the ex I told you about? She nodded. Yeah, you said that relationship was hard for you to talk about. He moved back to Seoul after college for internship and to start his business. I didn't handle it very well. I only found out recently that he didn't either. We never contacted each other again, probably out of stupidity. That's why you reacted that way when you heard his name, she said, realizing. 
And you're not seducing him to protect your company, right? Hosuk asked, grinning. You flipped him off and he laughed, reaching for his wine glass. <sighs> I loved Hobie uh. so fucking much. I know this is not about him. We'll get to him later. <laughs> I would argue everything's about him. <laughs> Just kidding. Just making sure, he said. But this explains why you'd been so happy the past couple of days. I thought it was drugs. <laughs> you sighed, shaking your head at him. I hate you. He winked. I know. Cheers, friend. To your soulmate. She doesn't believe in soulmates, Hannah reminded him, raising her glass. You smiled. I don't, but maybe I've changed my mind. Aww, they said in unison. <laughs> okay, I hate you both, you said, making them laugh. Cheers. You leaned forward and touched their glasses with yours. Time skip. You do remember you have a party starting in two hours, right? You looked up to see Sokjin leaning in the doorway of your bedroom, an eyebrow raised. The two of you had spent most of your birthday in bed. He'd insisted that your birthday meant he was obligated to give you multiple orgasms and you weren't about to argue <laughs> until he had to go out and pick up his suit from the tailor. He would. He would. He would, though. Service king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd returned to find you still in bed wearing one of his hoodies, watching Netflix and eating ramen. That? <laughs> so... I'm sorry. Can I just have, like, a week of that? Literally no one else. Me. My significant other, Netflix, instant noodles, and no interruptions. Yeah. I would murder for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm... <sighs> the holidays, y'all. Anyway. You shrugged. It won't take me long to get ready, and the birthday girl is allowed to be late if she wants. He smirked, straightening up to cross the room and hang his suit in the closet. When he emerged, he had stripped down to his boxers and you were distracted by the sight of his perfect body as he approached. He climbed into bed with you and reached for the ramen. You leaned away, holding it out of his reach. Excuse me, this is my birthday ramen. He pouted. <laughs> Please? You sigh. You're lucky you're cute. Devastatingly cute, he corrected as you handed him the bowl. We need to shower, he said when the movie ended a few minutes later. He used the arm around your waist to pull you closer to him so he could kiss your neck. Yes, we do. So maybe we should be getting out of bed to do that? You continued, holding in a gasp when he teased your neck with his tongue. Oh, now you want to get out of bed, he teased. <laughs> yes, you can kiss my neck all you want in the shower. He laughed. That isn't all I'm going to do in that shower. Let's go. <laughs> Miraculously, you, t you made it out of the apartment on time, even though Sokjin looked like he was going to have a heart attack when he saw the very low-cut black and white dress you were wearing. You would have been fine with a low-key birthday at home, but he and Hannah insisted on throwing a small party. You'd been very happy to see your two best friends hit it off with Sokjin as soon as they met a few weeks ago. Cute. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Sokjin... Oh, wait, no. Sokjin has ne had neglected to tell you that your birthday party would stay intimate, but it was also on a yacht on the Hudson, lit up beautifully against the sunset Jesus. As, <laughs> as the car came to a stop. Sokjin, you said, gasping when he offered his hand to help you step out. I can't believe you. Surprise, he murmured in your ears as you walked hand in hand toward the yacht. This is too much. The original plan was a trip to Greece where I'd drive you straight to the airport and get on a private jet instead. Hannah told me that might be too much. <laughs> <laughs> you stopped just before the walkway onto the yacht and stared at him. You're not kidding, are you? He grinned. No, I am not. I can't even tackle that right now. This is amazing, you said, shaking your head as you looked over the yacht. Wait until you see inside. Inside, everything was beautifully decorated in black and white, which Hannah had chosen 
because she knew the colors of your dress beforehand. The guests applauded you as you walked in, and a jazz band started performing one of your favorite songs. Overwhelmed, you thanked everyone for coming and then practically threw yourself into Sokjin's arms. He held you tightly to his chest and kissed your hair when you tried your hardest not to cry. You eventually regained your composure and went to hug everyone individually. Hannah and Hosuk whistled when they saw your dress, making you laugh. Namjoon and his fiancée, Sunhee, had flown over just for your party. They'd gotten an apartment in New York, but they weren't officially moving until after their wedding in the fall. Despite the rocky relationship you had with your mother, even she was there. It warmed your heart that Sokshin had known he should still extend the invite to her. Hours later, after you'd made your wish and blown out the candles on your red velvet birthday cake, you took a minute and stepped up while everyone was on the dance floor. Red velvet. The view of the city you loved was even more beautiful than the decorations inside. You leaned against the railing and took a deep breath. It only took a few minutes before Sokjin came to find you. His arm slid around your waist from behind you and you rested your arms on his. Thank you for this. It's amazing, you said, turning around in his arms to look up at him. You're welcome, baby, he said, lowering his head to kiss you. When it deepened and his hand started to slide down your lower back, you pulled back to catch your breath. I love you, Sokjin. I never stopped, and I'm never going to stop. His answering smile lit up his entire face. I love you, too. And that's the end. Ah! Very heartwarming. Very, very heartwarming. I'm so glad that the conflict was minimal and resolved quickly. Yeah. I also, the part that really struck me, and I was going to say something in the moment, but then I was like, oh, no, I'll save it for the end, was when she was talking about them in college when they were just, like, struggling so hard. At the end of the day, it was just all they had was each other. Yeah. And I felt that. (laughs) I felt that. And I was just like, wow, that really sums up, it sums up the things that you often forget, which is, all that really matters at the end of the day are the people you love. Yeah. You know? I loved that. Hats off to our author because yeah. that Beautiful. hit me. <laughs> hit the mark. Hit the mark. And you know what? It really screams gin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I'm already tearing I know, up me because too. it's time to like give our messages and stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that we're recording this, like, two days after Mama, <laughs> when Hobie called him. <laughs> I am crying. <laughs> and so is Mads. But to keep it simple, I, of course, want to say happy birthday, Jin. I promise to stay safe while you're gone, and I will be waiting for you when you come back. And I I shouldn't cry this hard while I'm saying it. <laughs> I promise to stay safe while you're gone, and I will be here when you get back. And I'm very excited to see you again. <laughs> um, happy birthday, Jen. I will do my best to stay safe. Um, I will 100% be here here waiting when you get back. Um, but please come back <laughs> and, and please take care of yourself in the best way that you can. Armies love you so much and thank you for being our moon. Yeah. Considering it has been exactly a year since we've seen you last in person. (laughs) (laughs) Since we were at your birthday event at PTD LA. We've made it this long. We can can wait for you. 
<laughs> and now we have to do our outro like normal people. <laughs> but with that, that concludes this episode of K-Pop Pillow Talk. If you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can do so at K-Pop Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase, on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, or TikTok. And if you like us and want to let us know, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nuts. What a hey!